0: Welcome friends to this uh, sermon panel. To my right we have Daniel Herbster and uh, as you know he's an elder at Faith Family Church. We have a wonderful elder team here. He likes classical music and I like rap and country music. He likes Shakespeare plays. And I'm looking forward to the Michael Jordan documentary that's coming out on Sunday. Hey, me too. So i we have, up on Jordan. Oh, we, have,
1: that's best. we have
0: white collar, and then we have no collar. All right, and then over here to my left, we have Mike Workman with the strong beard game. That's right. And um, with Martin Lloyd-Jones and, and Charles Spurgeon. We've, we brought the best <laughs> to you people today. Um, we've been friends for a long time, and Mike has just been a real encouragement to me. I hope I've been encouragement to you as yeah. well. God led him to our church, and we are, we're excited to have him here. Um, also gives wonderful, gentle rebukes. I do remember one of my sermon rebukes one time from him. He said, uh, I didn't plan to say all this. but Thank you. He said, <laughs> he, he said uh, I've, I've only heard you not speak with authority one time when you're preaching. This is before you were a member of our mm-hmm. church. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah, but I you remember. Were, you yeah. were listening to all of our sermons, and then you are texting me each Monday Mm -hmm. and um, you said, when when you deal with issues of what God says about money, when you speak on money, you don't speak with the same authority with anything else. So the next Sunday, I, I stood on a pulpit, and I had a handkerchief, and I was <laughs> at, where God speaks yeah. with authority. I want to speak with authority, and so that that helped me. Uh, you just heard a sermon by Daniel Hurd. So there's Dan Herbstert. There's Daniel Hurd. It's, it's really confusing people. But uh, D- Daniel Hurd is in the elder process elder review elder what are we calling this Uh, elder evaluation evaluation. elder evaluation process and so we're super excited this sermon was so 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 helpful I really loved uh, the the beginning where we were pictured as a priest so picture yourself as a priest which was such a such a bloody job and um, I thought that really set the tone for coming in anything specifically helpful you'd like to you'd like to point out uh, one just the method.
1: I mean, he was uh, Daniel was part of that panel we had recently about expository preaching, and I think this is just a great example um, in just explaining an oftenly misunderstood passage, putting it in its proper context, both within the book and of the whole Bible, and just. Finding a creative way, in this case, starting out from the perspective of a priest uh, about what what this passage is really talking about, yeah. addressing some common misconceptions about it, um, and then just kind of really getting to the heart of the matter. Yeah. So I think it was just a great model for expository preaching, uh, especially from the Old Testament. Yeah,
2: that's good. Absolutely, because yeah. the, the uh, if we were a church, and thankfully we were not, a church that unhitched from the Old Testament, right. we would have that's missed. True. Yes. Um, yeah, just so, and you're so.
0: referring to. Um, let's just. This is yeah, friends, okay, so you're referring to um, Andy Stanley, Stanley. Yeah. who, who and, says, unhitched from the Old Testament. Right. And, yep.
2: and, and so uh, he did an awesome job mm. of looking at. Heard, not Stanley. Right. right. Yes, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you know, 800 uh, years before Christ. Yes. Now uh, we see. Mm. Uh, uh, if you're not careful, you can you can discard that. You can s- mm. just read it as a narrative mm. and as an mm. incident that happened. Mm. But in, instead, what we get is this beautiful picture of of a forgiving God that keeps mm. his promise mm. that he yes. talks about over and yes. over mm. in the priesthood that was fulfilled in Jesus mm. Christ. Yes. So that's what we miss mm. when we don't go to the Old Testament. Yes. Yeah.
0: That was great. Um, I, I liked how he... he ch- He gave the image of what the temple would be like, what size the temple was, and talked about the prayer of dedication. When we we complete this building over here, I'm going to pray and dedicate this building, and I fully expect for fire to fall, (laughs) sacrifices to be consumed, and, and anything less, I'm going to be very disappointed. Okay, so let's talk about... There's a particular controversial phrase here in verse 14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So this is this is a prayer that's prayed often. I was in a church of of um, six thousand members, but two thousand attendants, mm-hmm. and so this was a mega church in Knoxville, and they consistently made this prayer about America. They even had a song, um, "Heal Our Land," and it was just like a big choir singing it and you know American flag waving and. Let's talk about that, okay? As As Hurd said, we can often banister that is the word he used. So we can we can banister that, mm-hmm. we can lift that as a as a prayer, as a promise to our nation. Do you want to just speak on that for a little bit?
1: Well, yeah. As someone who an evangelical christian who has been involved very much politically and i still believe that's Mm. important in the right way for for christians who have that calling to be salt and light in the public uh, political realm i heard that a lot with my from my fellow evangelicals very sincerely praying that prayer out of context Mm. and uh and 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 i love how daniel just lovingly uh addressed why that's not the the proper application of that but yet also had that that loving uh, idea of, hey, well, it's not something that you come down in an unloving spirit on someone mm. about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because while while that, that that we shouldn't pray that out of context, the heart behind that is definitely valid. Mm. Daniel mm. Uh, prays and confesses his sins and the sins of his people. Mm. Uh, uh, Paul specifically commands mm. us okay. to pray for those who are in authority. Mm. Uh, and by implication, all of our fellow citizens as well. Uh, Jeremiah talks about, well, when you're in captivity... You need to do work for the blessing of your captors, mm-hmm. and you want to seek the prosperity of the Babylonian Empire mm-hmm. while you're there. And, of course, you tie that to the New Testament where Peter basically says all of us believers are exiles in this present world. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there's all kinds, of, and then there's Christ's command to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. That has political implications mm-hmm. as well. So the heart behind that of wanting to... to cultural reform, and wanting greater justice uh, in our immediate communities and our, in our nation and in the world, that, that that heart is really good. So I love how he um, uh, validated that heart, that heart to pray for our nation and our fellow citizens, while yet also just lovingly saying, listen, this is not what that passage is about.
0: Mm, that's good. It's really good. Uh, yeah, I think I think he did a really good job of hitting older brother, younger brother. Yes. Because I would have went at that passage like... you you're an idiot. <laughs> don't pray this about America. And then, and so he did in a much nicer way. Um, but then also came back like, don't you hyper-spiritual people criticize them. They're at least praying for their nation. Yes. Are, are you even praying for your yeah. nation? So the last time I like that application. When's the
1: last time you prayed for your president, whether it was President Obama or President right. Trump? Yes. Uh, have you, have you, uh, You've uh, spouted off on Twitter, but have you actually prayed for your elected officials? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. A good
0: question. Yeah, Twitter's a horrible, horrible place Twitter. I'm glad you can keep track of
1: yes. it for me. Don't, <laughs> yes. Don't <have> the patience.
0: <laughs> so that is a wonderful prayer to pray. It, it is, you just can't claim the promise. Mm-hmm. So you can't say that this is a promise about America, or this is a promise about China, or this is a promise about Honduras. And the danger of that, if you look at it as a promise to your nation, then what if you do all of these things? Let's say, what if you if my people who are called by my name humble themselves? So what if you humble yourself? What if you and pray and seek God's face? And what if you turn from your wicked ways? What if you do everything in the verse, but your nation, whether it's Ethiopia, Honduras, United States, is not healed? Well then, God didn't fulfill His word. So this this is not a, a promise for our nation. It, it is a it is a wonderful, as you said, to pray that for your nation, but it's not a it's not a promise that you can claim. And so that would be the error that I think we see in a lot of churches. You want to touch on that?
2: Yeah, the, we obviously would love to see this. We would love to see God's people um, do these things, and let's see what God would do. Mm. But I think you you said it correctly uh, it, it, it's not a promise for the United States. it is a promise specifically
0: uh, at this time and in this place. It's yeah, yeah. good, it's good. Um, I, I loved some of the phrases he kept repeating. one of them I wrote down here, "God responds to what he commands." Mm-hmm. and I thought that was yeah. Yeah, I thought that was excellent. just continually reiterating that as well. Uh, There are so many ways you can get to Christ, and he hit a lot of them as well. Just this, this, as William Graham Scroggers said, there's an unfolding drama of redemption. So you you look at the Bible, you may look at the Bible like 66 books, but ultimately the Bible is one book. You may look at the Bible as a collection of stories, but ultimately the Bible is one story. And there's this unfolding drama. It it is this uh, story of redemption. And so all along the story, there are different things that may start in Genesis that end in Revelation, and you can find points of connection all throughout. So for instance... Uh, he hit it a little bit. Uh, there's a better and truer Solomon. So that would be that. That's a that's a great way yeah, to get to Christ. One greater than this. Solomon is here. Yes. Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could get to it that way. You could get to Christ from the temple sacrifices mm-hmm. as he did as well. So, or the temple itself. Yeah. Yes, the temple itself. So you've got a ton of temple sacrifices that were going on. I mean, his priests were just bloody, just blood all mm-hmm. around. They lived in blood like a butcher shop. You know. And Christ was the ultimate sacrifice, so therefore no need for sacrif- sacrificial mm-hmm. lambs anymore. Then you've got, as you said, the temple itself. So there's a whole temple theology. Yeah. You know, you've got the tabernacle, you've got the temple carrying all the way from you know really his body, to in three days I will raise it up, yes. Raise it up, yep. Um, then you have the land, so the land itself, so God's always in a in a sense, kinda had a land right? and in, in, in the Garden of Eden, he has a land. Uh, here, God will heal your land. Where is God taking us? Ultimately, to a brand new land mm-hmm. that is going to be healed like we have never seen before. In our minds, we have a view of what a healed land would look like, but God's taking us to a healed land that will, will blow our minds. And then you've got the priest here. I mean, there's so many. You can't hit them yeah. all. See, this would be her did a great job with this. This would be my mistake. I would have like sixty-five applications, and then you can get to Christ this way. This is this way really sixty-five sermons, but um, yeah. So this is this was excellent. Anything else you guys want to want to add?
2: You know, as a believer, I, 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 we kind of talked about this last time too. But there's things that have to be. Um, repeated to us Mm. we we in we're in danger if we don't Mm. if we think Mm. I I know that Mm. so to hear that forgiving uh, God is forgiving and he keeps his promises Mm. yes the other thing that began to just roll around in my mind uh, was the fact that he doesn't change Mm. he that is a good thing because Mm. every day I get up Mm. if I watch the news or if I look at uh, Twitter or Mm. whatever what has changed? That's mm-hmm. that's kind of the way I, I view uh, those mm-hmm. those things. God doesn't change. Mm-hmm. That brings a lot of comfort to me mm-hmm. as a
0: believer. I think mm-hmm. it should. Uh, you know, that's so good. I love it because I think a lot of people uh, they go to this passage mainly with how can how can God help my land, yes. my nation? What, what and we're you, dealing so with, right you're now. saying, and and heard said as well. We go into this passage learning about the character of God. What does this passage Uh, teach us about the character of God?
2: And something else, and I'm not the theologian, so I won't be able to complete this, but in the Old Testament you see a lot of the prophets with the woe, Mm -hmm. which is the curse. And in the New Testament, we see Jesus was with the blessed, mm. uh, and so we see the blessings coming. And and so uh, for for whatever reason, that began to roll around in my mind too. And I, and I uh, kind of just connected that in a very simple way that Jesus completes all this uh, yes. for me as a believer. Yes,
0: yes. And that's good to look at this passage. when we say when we say you moralize a text, which is what a lot of people do in the Old Testament. Um, How can I imitate what's going on here? Mm. When ultimately the message of Old Testament narrative is how can you know the character of God? Not how can I imitate what's going on here? So you saw it demonstrated in the sermon. You hear it um, fleshed out in the heart here. God is revealing himself through this text and don't minimize it by saying it says something about your particular nation. It says something about who you are needing to be saved as a sinner and it says something about who God is. Yeah and I was just going to say that was my
1: big, the thing I appreciated most uh, about this sermon is how grounded it was in the character of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously we know that there are imperative commands in there and that they're often as part of application there's a you should do this in light of this truth. But I love how he began and ended this sermon with a statement his main idea. He didn't call it his main idea, but it was obviously was uh, was grounded in the character of God. That yes. God is a forgiving God yep. who always keeps yes. his promises. Yep. He repeated it twice at the beginning. His final words, I believe, were that statement about God's character. He was alluding to it all throughout, and that's what and that's how he primarily connected it to Christ was in God's character. Okay. And so often we rush to like, okay, what should I do? in response to this passage and so much more fundamentally we need what is my God like and I think he modeled that so well from this passage in a passage that could lend itself to a lot of this is what we should be doing and and he got he got the cart uh, uh, the horse before the cart um, and was a a Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus before he became a Martha Mm, busy doing things.
2: That's good. The the, the one sticks out Obviously that one, but God turns enemies mm. to friends. Mm-hmm. 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 So it's right? yes. a <laughs> that, yes. that is me. That that is me. And uh, mm. if not uh, for Him, where would I be? Mm. Yes. I wouldn't yes. be His friend. I would yes. be His enemy. I mean, there's two choices: friend or enemy. Yes. That would be where I would be. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. We serve a, a um, powerful God. A God full of grace God. too. God, yes. Yeah. yes. Yes. So next week, you are preaching, continuing your First John series. Mm -hmm. Is that correct?
1: It is, yeah. I've been uh, digging through the passage. There's a lot there. So the big challenge has been, like, how do I... Boil this down and get just some, some main ideas for me and for my listeners to get. But I'm I'm really excited about it. Good. It uh, basically as, as kind of a, a teaser. It's uh, it's basically a paternity test. How mm. to know if you are a child of God like or a that. child of the devil. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I think I'm gonna do a whole bunch of those like trashy daytime talk show type Dude, yes. <laughs> about you know the big reveal like. You always thought this guy was your father, but can you bring the, the paternity test results out now?
0: Speaking of, speaking we'll of uh, Jerry Springer. Spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was the that was environment I grew up in, actually. Uh, then after that week, then I come back with Daniel chapter 4. So we will continue our Daniel Good. series Looking after forward. that. No matter yes. what goes on with Corona, we'll continue on with that. So thank you for joining us today. All right.
1: Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.